Welcome to the Leader Byte Podcast, hosted by Chester Goat. Bite-sized conversations about leadership, learning, and life. Any topic is fair game here, because committed leaders bring it all to the table. Here's your host, Chester Goad. So I'm here at Catalyst, uh, Atlanta, and I'm sitting with the amazing Katie Davis Majors. Now, Katie lives just outside Nashville in Brentwood, Tennessee. If you're not familiar with Katie, Katie took a trip to Uganda over Christmas break her senior year in high school. Fast forward 10 years later, and she is the mom of 13 girls and one boy, and she's founder and chief visionary for Pronounce it correctly for me. Amazima. Amazima Ministries. I may have to have you do that more than once. <laughs> That's okay. And, and she's written a New York Times bestseller, Kisses from Katie, and she has a new project, uh, Daring to Hope, which we will talk about um, in a moment. How are you this afternoon? I'm doing great. Good. Now, are you originally from Tennessee? Yes, I you am. You are. Okay, yeah. I am as well. I'm okay. from Tennessee. Cool. Yeah, I, I live just outside of Cookville, Tennessee. Crossville, Tennessee. Um, but many, many moons ago, I used to be the dean of students at a school for kids with dyslexia and attention deficit in Brentwood, Curry Ingram Academy. I don't know if you're okay, familiar with yeah. Curry Ingram, uh, which is ironic because I actually do have uh, attention deficit as well. Uh, but one of the things that I love to do is to make my difference helping other people make theirs, which is why I enjoy talking to people like you. And I really want to get into what you've done and are doing globally right now to make your difference. But for the leaders, for the listeners and readers out there, I'm wondering if you can quickly share with us a little bit about how you went from a short-term mission to a one-year mission to a lifelong educator providing sustaining support for people in Uganda. And tell us a little bit about that moment that you decided or realized this wasn't going to be a short-term thing. Sure. Well, I had gone on a short-term trip my senior year in high school to Uganda, really loved it there, and was invited by a pastor there to come back and teach kindergarten for a year at his orphanage. So I I came home, thought about it, finished high school, and decided to defer college for a year to go and volunteer with him and help him start up this kindergarten program. Awesome. As I was there teaching in the classrooms, I I was aware that um, most of the children in the orphanage actually had a living mother or father. They would say things like, okay, I'm going to go visit my mom or okay, I'm going to go see my grandmother and found out that over 80% of children in institutions in East Africa actually have at least one living parent. And so they're not in orphanages because they're orphans. They're Mm -hmm. in orphanages because the financial burden is so great for the parents to support them. Yeah, absolutely. And so a lot of poverty orphans really, um, but parents love their children for the most part. They'd love to have them at home. They just can't afford to. And so I began to send a couple young girls from the community to school in hopes that by paying for their school fees, they'd be able to stay at home with their mom instead of having to move into this institution. (laughs) And as I told family and friends back home about it, people were interested. They said, oh, yeah, I would contribute to that or I could sponsor a child in that way. And so before I knew it, we had 40 kids that we were sending to school (laughs) and and helping to keep them out of institutions in that way. And so that is kind of how Amazima, our ministry, was born. And I think sometime in that year was when I really started to think like, okay, this isn't isn't just a year. This is going to be my life's work. And in that same year, I started fostering three little girls um, who I ultimately switched to long-term fostering and then decided to adopt. And so God grew my family in that way as well. <laughs> I love it. That is absolutely awesome. What does amazima mean? Amazima is the Luganda word for truth. And okay. so really, that. you know, we love, we want to share with these people the truth of Christ, the truth of their value in Him. 
Amen. All right. So, do you consider yourself or do you consider yourself a missionary? Uh, not really. I mean, I always kind of I laugh a little when people call me that because I uh-huh. guess technically, I yeah, I live overseas and we mm-hmm. do missions work. But you know, it's funny. We're just doing. Anybody can be a missionary, right? You're just doing the thing that the Lord gave you to do, <laughs> right, right. and we just happen to be overseas doing it. Right, right. So what you've done really is you've taken great leadership and really character and courage, I think. And um, I think a lot of people may may not have, or if they have, they may never get to realize and see their purpose through to fruition. Uh, mm-hmm. Share with us a little bit about the types of things that Amazima is that right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> is, doing to, is doing to change the world in a sustaining way. Well, our, our main kind of thrust right now is education. So we have our educational scholarship program where we send um, primary students to school, so children in elementary school, and we provide some some food and some medical care for them. Kind of the heartbeat of our ministry is our mentors, which are our social workers that go into the home and um, advise the parents, meet with them, encourage them. They meet with the kids and do Bible studies and really they are the way that Amazima is making mm-hmm. disciples. We also this year opened our high school, which I think is going to be really the thrust of our mission because now we have these students at the most critical age, right, as they right. become teenagers. We have them all day, every day, and we're able to teach them creative thought and critical thinking, and even more than that, teach them the love of Christ and hopefully raise up the next generation of disciples who will go and do likewise. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Thank so, you. Um, aside from leadership, I'm pretty passionate about uh, disability issues and, and issues of access for disabled people from all walks of life. And I went to Africa. I've never been to Uganda, but one of the things that I learned that um, in Tanzania was that was definitely that um, not it's not the most accessible place for people who have any sort of disabilities and things like that. So what I learned was that one percent of people with disabilities uh, were receiving any kind of formal education. Is that pretty much similar to Uganda? Is that would you think that or what sort of access I guess is being provided for people with disabilities? If you know, I'm just curious. Yeah, there's not a lot. There are a few really great organizations, even two that we partner with on the ground that do some services for children with disabilities mm-hmm. and their parents, also okay, trying to cool. educate parents, but it is, um, it's great to see organizations working toward that because on a whole, culturally, that that's new. That's Absolutely. that's just becoming something that people are becoming educated yeah. about. Yeah, I wondered if you had encountered that. Yeah. So, uh, I'm curious about how you met your husband, Benji, and how you decided to expand your family in so many ways. How'd that go down? Yeah, I met Benji... Um, well, he moved to Uganda about seven years ago, and I met him then. We only got married about three years ago. So he was there first on a short-term trip, similar mm-hmm. to myself, and he saw a lot of ministries geared toward women, a lot of ministries awesome. geared toward children, but not much geared toward men. So he actually moved back full-time to start doing men's ministry, and that's when we really started to get to know each other better. That's fantastic. So the projects that you work on, I guess where I was going with that, like Amazima, is that something you do as a family, or is that something you do specifically? Benji's still engaged in full-time men's ministry okay. and I do some stuff for Amazima. We really, we have such an awesome staff that does kind of all the day-to-day running. Gotcha. I joke that I'm kind of the troubleshooter. <laughs> okay. Like that. One of your quotes that I read on your blog not long after the birth of your son was, as I birthed a new life, God birthed a new story in and through me and one that had been growing deep inside me for much longer than nine months. Words turned into pages and pages into story. Uh, I wrote it for you and I wrote it for me too. Now you spend a lot of time telling your story 
story in a lot of different ways and you have a very, very unique story. What would you say to the person who thinks their story is not special or unique or I can't imagine myself doing those kind of things? Sure. Um, what would you say to people or others um, who might be interested in, 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 in doing those kind of things or, or kind of following their passion and their story if they're feeling like, oh, wow, I don't, this seems almost impossible. I mean, really, I don't even think you realize what you've done is really just incredible. So, <laughs> Yeah, and it's certainly not something that I really sought to do or set out mm-hmm. to do. Um, I really, I think it just kind of happened by doing the next thing that God was putting in front of me, you know, mm-hmm. just being obedient to love one person at a time and put one yeah. foot in front of the other. And I think anybody can do that. Mm-hmm. We all have people around us who need love, who need kindness, and you never know where that might lead. Yeah, that's true. Speaking of story, tell us a little bit about Daring to Hope. Yeah, Daring to Hope is the book that I just released, and I'm really excited about the message. It's um, kind of interwoven. It's a chronicle of different people who have lived with us over mm. the years oh, and cool. our, right our family's stories of how we've welcomed them in, and also just a lot of my wrestling with who is God in the midst of suffering. And, mm. you know, when we're praying for something and we don't receive the answer that we expected, <laughs> right. what then, right? And so... um it's my personal journey of how God met me in those places. I love that. I love the way you put that, how God met you in the places. Um, what's your greatest challenge right now? One, with being a mom of 13, and then two, with Amazima. What are your two greatest challenges? Um, I think with Amazima, you know, things are always growing and changing. So we're always trying to find the very best ways to serve the people that we're, we're trying to love and serve. And honestly, probably that's the, that's the biggest challenge at home too, right? Is everybody's growing and changing and, um, you know, they all have different personalities and different needs. So trying to be available to all of those. Yeah, Yeah, I'm sure you stay really busy. So what's next for you? I mean, what projects or awesome things are you coming up with now that you could actually share with listeners or readers? Yeah, I think what I'm what I'm really most excited about right now is Amazima's high school. We just opened it this mm-hmm, year, right. and I I really really believe in the mission there. Um, it's it's life on life discipleship people pouring into these young people, and we are already seeing so much transformation in our students' lives. So I'm just really excited to watch this school grow. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll, we'll all, we will all be excited about seeing how this how this grows and how it all turns out. Thanks so much for talking with me today and for leading efforts really to love and educate and care for and empower people in other parts of the world. Uh, it seems like you're doing that really wherever you go, and so I really appreciate you. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Okay, everybody. So that's author, speaker, global leader, Katie Major Davis. Uh, Majors Davis. Majors Davis. I said it right. I hope you'll check her out on your favorite social media. Pick up her new project, Daring to Hope. And I hope you'll check me out, too, on Twitter at Chester W. Goad. And until next time, keep living, keep learning, keep leading. And we will see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Leader Byte Podcast. Bite-sized conversations about leadership, learning, and life. Keep the conversation going at ChesterGoad.com or on your favorite social media because leadership is a conversation worth having.